Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Fins Up Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Terry Mortimer, and I'm joined by my handsome colleague, Mr. Dan Nichols, who is trapped in Sydney because of the train system tonight. And if you thought you were going to get an explosive episode from me, it's not happening. It's going to be from Dan. Dan, how are you doing on this fine Wednesday night? Terry, I'm angry. Angry and tired. Yeah. Look, you sound like you're on the moon, but we'll power through. As I said uh, before, we're not known for our professionalism or our sound quality, and we don't really care, but uh, we're here to talk about the Kyle Sharps and the game played on the weekend. Now, we went down to Sassany over those 27 points to 18 at Shark Park. Uh, we're not known for our round one starts. I don't want to hold the fortress at home. Um in a game where, you know, no Nico Hines, no Royce Hunt, a game that I thought we might not have um, many opportunities, but we created some, probably should have been ahead early, and uh, it was all downhill after that, Dan. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, on the night, I've got to say, I was pretty, I wouldn't say I was happy, but I was content. I thought, okay, we got pretty close, we blew a couple of tries, etc., etc. I got home and I rewatched the mini, which was my greatest mistake because after watching what actually happened, I was borderline furious with the performance. Now, I didn't see the replay at the game because our seats aren't real good and it took forever to get the video going. So by the time the game was on, you sort of learnt not to look. Ronaldo's blown try. I just put down to a good tackle. Then when I went home and watched the try and saw him smiling and smugly go to swan dive and get knocked out, I was really pissed off. Now, he should have scored that nine times or ten times out of ten he has in the past and will in the future. We're 4-0 up, which means that we don't lose the ball, give away the seven-tackle set, concede a penalty and concede the first try. That's a 12-point turnaround right there, and we never really got back. Their second try came from the forward pass to Katoa that we blew, or, or something. We, we we fucked up. We blew a try. They went the up second, and scored. The second try was also caused by Ronaldo not being on his wing. It, that's the one. Yeah, the, the Kennedy ball that should have hit him on the chest untouched. So we blew two tries and conceded two tries from stupid penalties. So there's a 24-point turnaround. There's the game and then some. So, uh, mate, not not happy at all. I'm sure we'll get into it. I'm going to throw to you, though. What, what were your thoughts? My thoughts, like, you know, obviously when... The best player in the game gets ruled out with a calf complaint. Uh, you kind of... When, when you have a look at just what Nico Hines brought to the team last year, he won the Daily M, and then you know how we started the preseason, he literally destroyed uh, the New Zealand uh, Indigenous Maori team and then went on the field for about 50 minutes and destroyed the Bulldogs. And he kind of like... I just think if we had him, it's a lot different because I don't think we rush. I don't think we panic. I think we capitalise on the opportunities and we learn to build pressure. Um, but, you know, my expectations were we just got to keep it to within 12. Mm. That was, you know, if we walked out of there with a 22-10 loss, 12-0, however you want to call it, just, just lose by 12, you know, I would have I would have looked at I thought I would have looked at it and gone, well done. I've looked back at it, Dan, and it's outrageous to think the opportunity that we had. Now, you're absolutely right. Ronaldo, 
uh, in the opening minutes, had the opportunity to put us up 4-0, laughing his head off, and a great tackle from Lachlan Nilius, who, by the way, played his, the best game of his career against us. Absolutely. Um, he looks a hell of a player, hell of a talent, Lachlan Nilius. Obviously, South knew what they were doing that Adam Reynolds go, but my God, you know, Ronaldo, you, in, in an uncharacteristically bad game from Ronaldo, he has to learn that your cockiness can't come before you've done something good. Mm-hmm. Because this is Ronaldo's game. It is, yep. Ronaldo's game is to niggle, is to wind up, is to upset. Um, you know, he's he's the kind of guy that if we're ever down 40 nil in the game and you want to make a statement, he's going to go and kick someone into the stand. Yep, yep true. But you got to score first. Yeah, but he, at that point in time that he has to score and then go and rip... Because you can tell what he wanted to do. He wanted to laugh his way to the try line and then throw the ball at him. Yeah, 100%. Not on. Uh, and then, you know, they go down, seven tackle set. Keon Kolomatangi uh, scores. And from that point there, we were on the back foot. And at that point there, they were really dominating us. And it was hard to take because they lost Junior Totola on the first tackle of the game mm-hmm. and they lost Jai Arrow just before that try. So they were down to 15 mm-hmm. and they had players named Shaq Mitchell, Davey Maoli and Michael Cheekin. And it doesn't matter who you're missing from your halves, you should be able to put that team away. Yeah, well, that, that's exactly where I was going with that, mate. Now, Ronaldo going back, 52 metres, two blown tries. And I don't think he defended pretty well, but, you know, when you're blaming a winger for defensive, you're in a bit well, of trouble. Going to bring the defence of the left edge into it later. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll leave hold, that on for Hold that, but I think Souths had a really, really good game plan to keep Ronaldo out of the game. Because if you go back and watch that trial game against the Bulldogs, and I've watched it multiple times now, because it was just a great trial game. But Ronaldo niggled the dogs early. Yeah, he did. And he really, really got into him. And Matt Burton was like, well, I'm going to show you, Ronaldo. I'm going to kick the ball to you every time. Ronaldo was like, bring it on, mate. Bring it on. 170 metres. Yeah, easy. Do you know what the Rabbitohs did? They didn't allow Ronaldo any nickel. They didn't allow Ronaldo any space. And they didn't give Ronaldo any ball. Every kick, a deliberate ploy from Lachlan Ilias was to run down Ronaldo's side and kick the ball back to Will Kennedy. Yeah, so Ronaldo, so you know, you would rather Will Kennedy wind up at you on a kick return than Ronaldo. Oh yeah, twenty kilos difference. And then you would rather have your defensive line set taking Ronaldo on the second tackle. Completely fair. Brilliant play, and I, you know, I, I'm sitting there watching the game with Paul and a couple other people, and they're going, "Oh, why do they keep kicking the ball to Kennedy? You don't want Ronaldo kick returning at you." Yeah, exactly right. I can't remember the last time you had fifty-two meters, like. No, like, debut Ronnie had 110 metres. Yeah, you always... I, I had to double-check that it wasn't 152. Now, I've I don't... I've got 43. Sorry? I've got 43 metres for Ronaldo. Oh, gotcha. No, sorry, 43. No, I'm meeting the missed tackles, 52 missed tackles, but we'll leave that one alone for two seconds. You're right, it was 43, sorry. I'm pretty angry at work just quietly. You're lucky getting any podcast, no matter how bad. Yeah, it was, it was his worst game of all time. Now, you look at Talakai's run metres... And I thought, oh, what's going on there? But I had a look, and most of them were dummy half are coming out of our own end. So those two on that left edge are so good at getting our set started, getting us out of trouble. We just didn't have that. We didn't have Nico's John Ormus boot to get us out. Now, I think Trindle actually played really well. He kicked really well. 
Sorry? I think Trindle was our best player. Oh, yeah, yeah, he or Kennedy. Now, I now Trindle kicked that brilliant 40-20. Now, he doesn't have the boot of Nico. Not not many do, and I'm not attacking Trindle for that. Moylan has no boot, which completely took, you know, all the pressure that would go one way, all went to Trindle all night, which limited him. Now, again, I think he played really well. His try was fantastic. I had Kennedy as our second best player. I think he played really well. But with no Nico, everything Moylan has to step up to your number one playmaker, which he can't do, which I think distracted him and took his energy away from his defense because defensively, that's the worst I've seen Moylan in two seasons. Even a half-fit 2018 Moylan defended way better than this. You keep bringing the defence up, and I wanted to bring that later, so we're going to skip my next point that we have on here. Let's talk about that left-edge defence. Oh, let's talk about that left-edge, Terry. So we missed 52 tackles as a team. Mm-hmm. Our left-edge of Teague Wilton missed eight tackles. Mm-hmm. Matthew Moylan missed seven tackles. Cece Vitalikai missed four tackles. And Ronaldo Mulatalo. The man himself missed three tackles. 22 of 52 tackles came from those four players. Mm-hmm. And the four tries South Sydney scored were down that edge. Now, Miss. Sorry, go. Colomatangi and Campbell Graham. They didn't go the other side. They wanted none of Jesse. Look, I'll say this Jesse Ramin and Britton Nicole were all on. Yeah, they were on. The left edge really let us down. They were so off, though. You never saw them got tested after the 20th minute because they realised, hey, here's an easy route to the trial and let's keep going that way. As you said earlier, the result doesn't really matter in round one. We never win round one. I've heard all the stats. Last time we won in round one, we missed the finals, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we go to Parramatta and we're 0-2. It's different, but we'll talk about that later. The worrying thing for me was the left edge because now everyone, I guarantee Brad Arthur spent half his week telling Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown, Lee, where do you go? You go that left edge because... Talakai, for all his genius last year, and we both agreed he has to play centre until Eero gets his defence in order in round eight and becomes eligible. Missed a shitload of tackles last year as a turning circle of a 7-4-7. Matt Moylan, never been known as a defensive half. Okay, he had that good season. I go back to 2018 where he tackled his backside off, but even then his stats weren't good. Teague Wilton's still learning, fair to say. You know, I think he has, what, 15 games to his name now? It's not like he's running at Nakora, who's got, you know, almost 100, I believe. It might even be close. And then Ronaldo, who, you know, seems to be allergic to the wing at times. Now, he hadn't done that for a long time. Not since you called him out and he gave you grief all the way home on the bus trip years and years ago. But this week, he wanted no part of that wing, just completely threw that side out. I'm worried that everyone in Sharkland is saying, hey, let's get Talakai out and let's put Eero in because he improves us. Defensively, he doesn't improve us defensively. I'm his biggest fan, and I'm pretty confident I could run through him. That's where he's at. Now, he for Newtown scored two weaponry tries. The highlight of the week, it's been tweeted all day. I can see why people are calling for it when he can, but he can't tackle. We saw that in Newtown last year where he got bodied by Alamotti in the prelim, and we saw it last year. He got run around a couple of times playing on the wing, and we saw it for Newtown this past weekend again. So let's just let's just put that in there. But that left edge, mate, it was so bad it had me thinking perhaps you bring Connor Tracy in, and I feel really dirty about saying that. But before before we go into makeshift scenarios and who can do what, it was round one. It was a bad. It was a, it was a bad performance, and the thing is, we're already down a couple of troops. 
mm. and we're, we're now down a couple more. So I, I, I'm, I'm glad that Fitz hasn't gone and run the wholesale changes. However, that's not to say that it shouldn't happen because whilst they may not target it for 80 minutes, you can guarantee that Parramatta will give that left edge a bit of a crack when they get... Uh, we're we're, we're kind of lucky that Parramatta don't have damaging second rollers playing for them at the moment because Sean Lay and Ryan Madison are out injured. Um, but, yeah, it's it's one of these situations now where I see a lot of people online giving Talakai grief for the two Campbell Graham tries, and that just says to me that whilst you watch the game, you don't understand it. Because those two tries came... The first try came from a disgusting T. Wilton Reed. Who knows what he was doing in that situation. The second one, Moylan shot out of the line. Mm. So it's easy to turn around and go, well, Campbell Graham scored a try, so Talakai must be at fault. Like... You know, Mark Gaznier was the best defensive centre that I've ever seen play. He wasn't stopping those tries there because the, the inside men let him down. I'm not making an excuse for Talakai because he could have done so much more for the Colomitani try. Was that the one where Elias shoved him off like he wasn't there? No, that was the one where Elias scored. Oh, okay, that annoyed the hell out of me because a bloke who's 30 kilos at least heavier than Elias should have dropped him and folded him in half, not fallen off. But I understand he was put in a difficult position because of the inside men. Go on. Yeah, no, the, the Colin Matungi try came on the fifth <laughs> tackle where Elias shaked the kick, everyone bit on it, and he ran across the field and gave the ball to Colin Matungi, who just scored untouched. Yeah, he we, we were sitting behind that when it happened, and you could see it unfolding. You saw Moylan go up, and it was like slow motion, and you could hear the music play. The ease of Colin Matungi just went straight through Moylan was disgusting. Now, I know it's a mismatch, 100%. Couldn't pay me enough money to tackle that bloke. But I'm not a professional footballer getting paid, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars to tackle. So, yeah, pretty offensively bad miss there from Moisa, but uh, not his best game. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say, like, I'm not I'm not going to single out one person for that. All right, that whole left edge was collectively poor. Oh, they were all like, shit, absolutely. In, with the ball in hand, you know, Wilton ran for 113 metres. Moylan was... You know, good on his running game. Made some really bad decisions with the ball in hand. Talakai topped the metres for the game with 201. Had a million tackle breaks and about 1,000 post-contact metres. But defensively, you can't have that again. So if you want to talk about scenarios, I've seen a lot of people saying, well, we've got the New South Wales Cup player of the year, Kale I've had it confirmed by multiple sources. Now, Kale is on a development contract. Which means what? He's not been upgraded. So he cannot play until round 10. Cool. Let's put that out there. Kale Cannot play until round 10 unless upgraded beforehand. Thank you. In order for Kale Hero to play, this is the scenario that would need to happen at Cronulla. Sivitalakai would need to be injured. Mm-hmm. Connor Tracy would need to be injured. Maureen Harati would need to be injured. And Sam Stone Street would need to be injured. Yep. Because if we went to the NRL without a couple of those injuries, they would turn around and go, well, you've played Ronaldo in the centres before. Connor Tracy's played in the centres before. You can put Ronaldo in the centres and you can debut Stone Street. Mm-hmm. Yep, fair. So that, is, that is a scenario that I would be happy if, if Fitz turned around and said, you know what? Wade Graham's out for three weeks. We need a little bit of impact off the bench because it was severely lacking. We know we've got Royce Hunt back. Um but I'm going to put Ronaldo at centre and I'm going to put Sam Stone straight on the left edge. Holy hell, I think I'd concussed. Yeah, I I actually don't mind that. I don't think against Parramatta, but the week after, put it this way. against Parramatta, you can do it. I definitely think you can try it against Canberra. 100% you can do it against St. George. It, we'll put it this way. If we concede four tries down that left edge, I don't think you got much of a choice. Yeah, I, 
Yeah, look, the, the, only, the, the issue that I have with that is that it's easy for us to say what we would want to do, but then you have to look at it from what Fitz would do. And I can guarantee you that if Wade Graham hadn't been suspended, he would probably be starting on the left edge this week. Yeah, look, probably. And I, I don't think that's particularly through any fault of T. Wilton, who I think for the future we have to keep at the left edge regardless how bad he is until we get that signature and then we can do it. I mean, we did it. We did it for Britain Nakora, who had some dreadful seasons. Yeah, yeah. I, I think T's right. We'll, we'll talk about that after. But, yeah, look, overall, mate, I was pretty pretty annoyed watching the replay if, if you'd said to me, this scoreline, minus Nico, and, you know, okay, we lose Wade, I'm not overly happy about, but, you know, in the grand scheme, doesn't really matter, would have taken it on face value. But if you factor in the fact that they lost their best forward, the one the one that I was really worried about, and then Jai Arrow, who is their bench forward that I got, was really worried about when Burgess switch happened, and if you said that we will get dominated by Shaq Mitchell... I would have come over there and bitten you in disgust for suggesting such. That's the reality of what happened. So I've, I've been having, uh, if you can imagine this, I've been actually having arguments with people online this week who were saying that our forward pack were not outplayed by South Sydney. They were easily outplayed by South Sydney. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, it's because that they got fast play the balls and Damien Cook was able to run. Well, that sounds like we got dominated. It does. Which brings me to something. Sounds like they ran over the top because they played the ball quickly and Damien Cook ran out dummy half. That's losing the forward battle. You can can throw stats and say that for every run that South's forwards had, they made 10.8 metres, and for every run that our forwards had, they made 10.2 metres. Okay, we still lost it, but we lost the middle battle. Mm. We lost that. And it's not like it's not the fact that we lost the battle to South Sydney, it's the fact that we lost the, the battle to South Sydney. With David Maola, oh, sorry, with Junior Totola making one run and Jairo tearing his hamstring. It's the fact that we lost the battle to a guy named Shaquille Mitchell, David Maolo, Michael Cheekham. That's who we lost that middle battle to. We didn't lose the edge battle. We didn't. We didn't lose the edge battle. Like, yes, Colin Matungi had a good game, but Britton Nakora and T. Wilton had just as good a game as him. Yeah. Our backs, like Jesse Ramian. 173 metres coming out of dummy half. Talakai, 200 metres coming out of dummy half. Now, I'm going to say this about our two centres here. We used them as battering ramps. 10 metres out from our line, we refused to give them the ball. Yeah, that that's a huge bugbear I have. I don't want to steal your thunder here, Terry, but Blake Braley this week, we had a break. Oh. The game was the game was on. It was it was live. We made a break, and I think I think it was Fanukan almost scored. It might have been McKinnon. No, I'm pretty sure it was Fanukan almost scored. McInnes. Now, we had overlaps on both sides because they were struggling to get back. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was McInnes. Yeah. Blake Bradley threw three crash plays in a row, and then I think we kicked the ball halfway to Sylvania and, and gave away a seven-tackle set. And from then, the momentum was gone. The game was done. They they had, you know, they went up and kicked that disrespectful field goal that will piss me off to the day I passed it from this earth. That play, that crash play, I hate it. If you're going to use it, use your centers. Get them one-on-one with other centres. Don't get your 32-year-old lock, turn forward, turn lock, because he's so old, Dale Finucane, who I love, running at their forwards that are set. you got to shift it, or you got to throw the dummy and go yourself. you got to kick, or you got to give it to your halfback, who's screaming for the ball, 15 metres from the play the ball, knowing there's an overlap. If I see three more crash plays in a row, I don't care how much we're paying him, get him in, Bend him over and put your boot in his ass and tell him to fuck off to the Dragons because that is disgusting. 
I've got, I've got to say, we, we had we had South shot in the second half. And it was 18-12 at the time. And Braley threw this incredible... Like, we, we, had, them, we had them shot down there. Braley threw this incredible pass. And I was like, it was the first clean, crisp pass of the game for Braley. And Moylan runs to the line. And you're like, okay, it's on here. We have got a five on three here. He's just got to make the right decision. And do you know what happened? The three players knew what Moylan was going to do. They all ran to Teague Wilton. Guess where the ball went? Teague, I remember you. The ball went to Teague Wilton, and he got fucking crunched and dropped the ball over the line. If he had gone out the back to Will Kennedy, Will Kennedy strolls and untouched. Mm. And if he had gone out the back to Will Kennedy, Will Kennedy could have put Talakai over. He could have put Ronaldo over. But they knew the ball was... And likewise, on the right edge, a couple of times there was some space for Jesse Ramian to really do some damage. And we just throw the ball in the corner. And I remember, he, I remember Trindle threw the ball in the corner, just just one pass to him. And the corner caught the ball. But he looked at Trindle and he screamed at him. We were right there. He screamed. He said, that's not my fucking ball. Yeah, I saw I saw the death look. We, we, I called our hospital pass and Bryson yeah. laughed. I remember we, that. We, the, the reliant on us to throw the ball to our forwards, when our forwards are not the most damaging and they're really not the most intimidating forwards like toby rudolph right was our best forward on the night ran for 165 meters or 15 runs he was brilliant he didn't stop trying he made post contact meters it was one of his best games with the ball without the ball he was pretty bad but with the ball he was really good but he should not be our best prop forward he should if toby rudolph is your second best prop at your club you've got a really good forward back but Braden Hamlin Newelli has the, all the attributes to be a uh, James Fisher Harris type player at his softest puppy shit. And we've seen the size of Royce Hunt, and he hasn't got the motor and the stamina to do it. And yet we persist with these crash plays. Dale Fanukin, he's 32 years old, and he makes the softest 109 meters. Like, he don't make any post-contact moves. No. He does, he, like, he doesn't. And that's the thing. Dale Fanukin takes the hit up to get a quick play of the ball, so that way we can hopefully do something but our forward pack is not the pack to be throwing these crash balls and suicide plays to go out the back like we had this for so many years with Jeff Robson who refused to go out the back and just pass the ball to Luke Lewis we had it with Chad Townsend who refused to pass the ball to sweeping Dan Barber so James Maloney had to take over and we've got it again now it's this reliance to throw the ball in the second round and it's literally the most easiest thing to read go to a South point Go on the South before this game, and they're like, stop the short balls to their second rows. Yeah, that's how you won plenty of games last year. We've seen, you know, when it works, it looks good. But Will Kennedy, I thought, was really on the other night. And yeah. he should he should add two two more tries that we completely butchered through no fault of his own. So, you know, there, there are a few people on their bag in Kennedy. I think that's misguided. There's a lot of players who deserve it. I, I don't know what more you wanted from him because he put his body on the line. He didn't get run over by a halfback. He didn't get beat by full work. He diffused every kick. He didn't make an error. He re- diffused every kick. But I don't know what more you want from him. He ran for 125 metres, had two tries. The first try assist was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Could have had four. Shake that kick. Um, I just want to ask you before we move on. The forward pass call to Sione Katoa. Yeah. Try or no try? I, I've seen it a few times. My original thought was it was forward because we were about 150 metres from the play 
and when the touch judge doesn't move a muscle, yeah. it looks obviously forward. Now, I watch the replays, and I can't tell. I wasn't in line with it. I Probably more forward than not, but there were 15 passes worse than that let go this, this week. So I, I know I'm sitting on the fence, but I've only watched the mini once because I couldn't stomach watching it again. But compared to what I saw at the game, yeah, I, I, I don't know. But the commentator straight away said that's a horrible pass and that the touch judge didn't understand. Well, I have it on good authority that they were the Penrith touch judges the night before too. And that turnaround isn't supposed to happen or something happened. I don't know. I'm not blaming that. But I would have been okay if we conceded it and it would have been let go. Dangerous precedent to call that forward. Yeah, for mine, you've got to factor in the momentum of all the players running forward. More than threw the ball at the line, and Katawa caught the ball on the line. So for everything else, the, the two forward passes they called for us, I thought were really ridiculous because when Braley got caught for that forward pass to celebrate, because I hate Yeah. I think he's absolutely dreadful. Right? A literal plank of wood would serve us better. And when they called the forward pass, I was like, well, the game's over anyway, and he's fucking useless. But it went three metres backwards. Yeah, it was the worst call of the week. Mate, we talked Todd Smith up for weeks and weeks and weeks, and he spent 65 minutes trying to make us look stupid the other night. But it, whatever, that's not why we lost. But, yeah, that I would have been happy if both were let go, put it that way. It, it, all in all, for a round one performance against a team who is going to be competing for the title, and a lot of people have said now that after Penrith have lost Coruscant and Kicker, Souths are the best team, yeah. and they're the team to beat. And I don't argue that because yep. they've got Sean Mitchell, they've got Cody Walker, they've got Damien Cook. By the way, for anyone out there, you saw a dummy half masterclass. I don't care if you like Blake Braley or not, but he was completely outplayed, and that's why one player plays for New South Wales and the other one should be in New South Wales Cup. They've got that spine there, and Lachlan Ilias looked absolutely brilliant. They've got a forward pack that are monsters. Their backline is nothing flush. Like Alex Johnson isn't a player who goes and score, like goes and runs for two hundred meters every week. But he catches and falls the ball over the line. Tass looks really good. Campbell Graham is going to put his his name in for Origin this year. Mm-hmm. The other winger, his name eludes me, but he had a really good game coming out for yardage. Should have scored a try except for Ronaldo really busted his ass to get back and throw him over the sideline. So yeah, it was good. Yeah, like really, I think I think that Souths are definitely a top four team. I think we are as well. And and as I said, that game situation there, like if Nico Hines throws that pass, they don't call that. No, you're right. Hey, just just on that on that game, if that had happened in round eight, I'd be fucking tearing my hair out. Round yeah. one, who cares? Is what is what I'm trying to tell myself. Or, albeit, I'm, I'm you know, you got you got to win. You got to win games against teams that you're gonna compete with for spots. Now losing two points to South is gonna hurt us at the end of the year. So I have us about level with them. So it's a four point contest. You know. So it's not it's not one I'm happy losing, but round one, eh, who cares? The, the only thing that concerns me from round one is we completed at sixty four percent. Yeah, after hearing all year about how that was our main concern, and we missed fifty two tackles, which is fucking disgusting. Yeah, look, the the, the fifty two tackles or or whatever it is, it's like you kind of expect that from Cronulla these days, right? Because they just miss a, a shitload of tackles. And to miss 52 tackles and concede four tries, it's not really that bad in the end. It's you not know? when you look at stats. But remember last year when we started, and Parramatta had about 10 or 11 sets on our line. And they never looked like scoring. Every time they went right, I was 
convinced they were going to score this week. Got to tighten that shit up. We do have to tighten that up. Um, yeah, like discipline, I thought, you know, take a couple of Todd Smith shitty penalties for no reason out of it. I thought that discipline was really good. I thought the one thing, that, well, sorry, there's two things that in round one that really concerned me. We still have no line speed mm. in defence. We stand back and wait for South Sydney to run over the top of us or run through us or, you know, we watch... Damien Cook scoot for 15 metres before we go, hang on a minute, this guy's not going to pass the fucking ball. Maybe we should tackle. Um, and, and the errors. Like, we've got to cut those errors out. And especially, you know, the game in the balance and you've just repelled South Sydney on your try line, you drop the ball, you invite more pressure. You repel South Sydney, get you drop the ball, you invite more pressure. You repel them, you drop the ball, they score. Suck shit. Yeah, it's it's game over now. Would you agree with with my my thing? Like, I just want to say, Oregon Kafusi, I'm super excited about his signing. It was really soft. Didn't rate his performance the other night. Jack Williams, I think he was hurt, HA or something. Can't really say, but what I saw of him wasn't overly impressed by. Royce Hunt's going to improve. Hopefully, he's fit to play this week. It's fifty fifty, I hear, but his name. So let's let's assume that he is. I'm off Hamlin Newelli. Off. Last year, he was he was given a chance to really stand up and prove that he's the man going forward, play like shit. All the talk was that Fitz got up him and said, Oi, this is your week, played even worse. Round one was, was fucking terrible. Probably, you know, offered nothing. I barely noticed him. And the guy's six foot eight and 400 kilos. I would look to start Royce Hunt or bring Hazleton in and put Hamlin Ueli back to the bench as if to say, Okay, this is a demotion. This isn't a tactic. This is a you haven't earned the starting role. See if that gets his, the fire up him. My other thinking is Cam McInnes has to start for Dale Finucane because Cam McInnes offers so much more in attack despite being half the size, and you need Finucane on there when the big boys, our supposed big boys, aren't. I really think we've got to look at that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Cam McInnes was sensational. In 29 minutes, he made 94 tackles, uh, 94 metres, if he made 94. Yeah, might as well. 94 metres and didn't miss a tackle. Yeah, can't, I, I think we're getting at that point now where we have to, you know, I don't care who our captains are. Um, McInnes does give us that nice punch off the bench, but... Yeah, Can he, can't he play 80? He used to play 80 in his, in his sleep. Now he's barely he, playing 30. When he did that, mate. He wasn't taking those runs in the line. No, but he's he's got to play more than not. Uh, well, I had a problem with it last year, but this year it's doubled down. If he's not playing 50 minutes, I don't know what's happening. And I'm not bagging Sir Fitz. It's round one. Again, who cares? But going forward, Cam McInnes has to be a big part of that team. Let's, let's, let's move on. We play the Parramatta Eels this week, 6 o'clock on a Friday. Both teams coming off losses. Uh, that They probably could feel that they... Well, I mean, Parramatta definitely should have won that game against yeah, Melbourne. Absolutely. Um we could feel a little bit aggrieved with how bad our performance was. And just reading these stats again, I want to cry. Um, playing at Bankwest Stadium, 6 o'clock on a Friday. Not many Sharks fans are going to travel. I've seen these people online going, I'm barely going to get home to be able to watch this game. For me, myself, I'm going to miss it because I'm going to be at the Sydney Kings. Mm-hmm. Grand final, I'm going out for dinner beforehand. Um, I'm leaving work early. And if the trains are fucked like they are today, so help everyone, God. But go on. Uh, we've named uh, a relatively unchanged lineup. Um, Jack Williams, obviously, he's past his concussion uh, initial stages, but seven days, he's not going to make the seven day turnaround, so mm-hmm. Jack Williams has been ruled out. 
and Wade Graham has also been ruled out. Royce Hunt comes back in after sustaining an elbow injury in the preseason. I have asked a lot of people today, and they don't know whether he's going to play or not. He's just been named. Uh, and Connor Tracy comes onto the bench in a move that I have to tell you that I absolutely hate. I hate it too. Just going back to Hunt, yeah, the, the talk is Hazel's turn will come in. The, the Daily Telegraph said that Josh, uh, sorry, Jesse Calhoun will probably be named. The bloke won't be back for 12 weeks just between us. But anyways, fuck those idiots. Yeah, for, you know, there were lots of people saying Jesse Calhoun will, will come come into the, uh, the bench relatively quickly. No, he won't. He can't walk. Yeah. I would be I would be very, very shocked if Hazleton isn't there on the weekend, put it that way. Going back to Connor Tracy, Terry. Or if Hunt or Tracy. I hope he comes in for Tracy. Like, I don't see the point. The only thing that... the only My only thinking about Connor Tracy is... He's going to be there in case that left edge is getting destroyed, and putting him out there to fix it is not the answer. No, look, that that ultimately is what I think the thinking is behind that. Um, with the thinking that if we're getting towed up on the left, Talakai goes into the center, and he goes out, which in itself I have problems with. If you're picking a bench based on oh, if this player plays badly, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Now we went on about our depth. All preseason, and I still very much stand by that. Newtown won in a canter, and the 20s won fairly easily against a very, very accredited South Sydney side. So I'm not worried about depth. I know it all happened at once. A lot of our middles have gone missing. I don't want to see Connor Tracy on that bench. I, I just see nothing, even factoring in the possibility that he might play centre and Talakai might come into the centres. Unless it happens after 20 minutes in a... This is what we're going to do. We're going to start like this to throw him off. Then Talakai goes in to make the most out of him in the middle. Okay, I can get around that game plan. But if it's a, oh, if it's not going well, this is a backup. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Surely there's someone else there. I don't know who's been named on the interchange bench. If your name's not Marini Harati, you're better option than Connor Tracy. Like, my my thinking on this is, if you're going into this game going, or oh, if our left edge is getting towered up, then I'm going to need to put Connor Tracy. Just start Connor Tracy. Yeah. Is that a possible late change? you think that might happen? Uh, the, uh, the thing is, if you make one late change, then you have to make two, because you can't drop Talakai, because we need his meters. So yeah. Yeah, swap him across. And Just looking here. Because... He's off contract, and he's spoken to South Sydney, Newcastle, Penrith, Canterbury. You know, every team that has money is looking at Teague Wilton. You, you can't do it. No, right? you, you can't. The, the, whole, the whole thought process of having Connor Tracy on the bench is just terrible. It is. The other one on the bench who's a big boy is Max Bradbury, who played exceptionally well for the 20s the other night. But you got to remember, he's still flag eligible. So, big ass to debut. Max, didn't he play at the 20s? I thought he played really well. Brad Fernley. Brad Fernley. Never mind. Okay, maybe he can come up then. I, I, it's it's tough to believe he'll play either. Brad uh, had limited minutes for Newtown and ran for 100 metres. Um, Brad Fernley and Silesia Tata were the big boppers for the flag team. You can see a Tata from the moon just between us. Oh, my. Tata is a terrifying human being. Big boy, his haircut needs a little bit of help, but I won't be telling him to his face. Yeah, yeah look. You, I mean, you're a brave man if you want to say that to him because I'm not. Exactly right. Look, maybe Bradbury does come in because no one else on that bench can fit in. I, I think I think Connor Tracy has to play unless Hunt's good to go and Hazleton comes in. And then, Jesus, it's an immobile bench. <laughs> 
Good times, Terry. Good times. Oh, man. I don't... I don't like... I don't hate it. Where do we win this game on the weekend, then? Like, how do we win it? The wingers have to dominate. Because they're... You know, Sevo's good, okay? But he, you know... No one can accuse him of being a defensive winger. Penasini's okay. I, I'd, I'd even say better than okay. I probably underrated him there. But, I mean, he's no Ramian or Talakai. So, if we win that battle out wide... Our second rowers have to win the battle too. I couldn't even name. I think it's Dory and Bryce Cartwright. Yep. If our second rowers don't absolutely pulverise them, we're in big, big trouble. Because we're not winning that middle battle because Campbell, Gillard and Paulo are going to have a night out. Put them both down for 150 metres, probably a try to Paulo. And, you know, Josh Hodgson, lucky he's slow. Let's hope he throws forward passes because he'll probably win that battle with your favourite boy, Braley, too. It's got to come out wide because it ain't coming in the middle. Yeah, look, I'm. I'm. Look, the more that I look at this team, I think that you know, if you can hold the junior Paulo and Regan Campbell Gillen, it's exactly what we said about South last month. If you can hold those two, I think I. I don't think they have a lot going for them, right? Their bench is shit. Yeah, their bench is shit. Clint Gutherson isn't a fullback who can hurt you on kick return meters. No, right? true, true. Mike Acevo is. So give him the Ronaldo treatment. Do not kick the ball to him. Kick the ball to the other loser on the other wing. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, what's his name? Who's their centre? Not Penasini, who's the other centre? Well, I don't even know. Let me look it up. Sean Russell and Wagga Blake. Yeah, that's it. If Wagga Blake's playing, we need to do to him what South Sydney did to us. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, uh, Penasini will be matched up on Talakai, so Blake will be matched up on Ramian. If Ramian doesn't have 12 touches inside our attacking zone on Wagga Blake, I'm... I'm Gonna yell a naughty word if it's completely fair. Um, yeah. Remember your centers there, boys. In the twenty. Yeah. Don't just use your, your centers coming out of our twenty. They also need the ball inside the twenty as well. Like Penasini on Talakon on Penasini is is a win in our eyes. Yeah, it's a mismatch. Yeah. Should be a mismatch, mate. I'll be. You know, we got to get the tactics right. You know, Sean Russell will be matched up against Ronaldo, so he should have a couple of bombs. <laughs> Coming his way, yeah. And then you've got Ramian on Ramian and Katoa on Wanga Blake and Sevo. Now with the ball, that's terrifying. Without the ball, it's terrifying for Parramatta, and we should run rings around them. Just got to be careful because ten meters out from their line, they love giving the ball to Mike Sevo. Ten meters out from the line, we don't give the ball to our back at all. Like yeah. We hate them. Yeah, I don't know what. That's the one. The one issue I have with the Fitz game plan is this. Oh, is this crash ball? It's like our backs are, you know, get us out of our own end. And then when we get down there, it's like, well, our forwards need to score tries. No, they fucking don't. Yeah, unless it's the, the, the play, the sweet play out back. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think we'll see a different team this week. I think I think we have to. And I I dare say Matt Moylan can't play worse than that. I hope and have a jinxed it, but I can't see how that happens. I'm going to say this. If Trindle has another game like he did... In round one, and Moylan has another game like he did in round one. When Nico comes back, do you just bite the bullet and partner him with Trindle and put Moylan to the bench? Absolutely, you do. Yeah. If Moylan's not going to play like he did last year, then it's absolutely pointless having him there. And he's not on the kind of money that's going to hurt you if you don't play him every week. Yeah. And and also Moylan is it, Moylan's the kind of player that if you just dropped him and Trindle, you know, goes into your halves, there are going to be Super League teams that are going to come knocking on your door for Matt Moylan. And you start looking at it. The Lee Leopards have the worst jersey in the history of sport. 
they also have an import spot, and they're talking about a half. Well, there you go, mate. Hopefully we're talking about it now. It's a good good little segue there. The Triple M boys today have said that Nico could be out for eight weeks. Okay, oh. mate, maybe he is, maybe he's not. We're hearing otherwise. But we've got to stop overreacting to, oh, my mate down the pub knows a guy who walked past the guy who might have found something on a forum. This is what it is, and stop reacting to that. Unless you hear it from the club, and I, actually I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on that now. The club have to come out and say something. Last week, I was very much in a, you don't need to say anything. But now, we've missed two weeks, and there's talk that he'll miss a third and possibly a fourth before we hit that you know, that run of fixtures at home that should really see us get a roll on. If we're not two and two after the first four, we're on a step back. I don't want to risk more, uh, Nico unless he's 100%, but the club have to come out and say, okay, it's a week-to-week thing. Or, hey, look, he's probably going to miss next week, but we're aiming for round four. Because the amount of conjecture and shit that goes on, the amount of people that go down to watch Nico Hines, and the amount of people like us that have to cop 30 messages every week of, when's Nico done, when's Nico done? Come out and say something to stop these fucking rumour mongers coming on and saying eight weeks and everyone burning the house down. Well, a calf injury, apparently he suffered a grade one calf injury and he can be in between three and six weeks. This is week three. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Canberra, do we play Canberra on a Sunday? Yeah, I believe it's a six o'clock. Yeah, Canberra on a Sunday would be the fourth week. Yeah, it's a long yeah. turnaround. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, and it's a long turnaround. Now, from what someone close to the club told me was that he Nico gave himself every opportunity at the captain's run and didn't quite make it, and they kind of had a relook at it and went, "We're just going to rule you out for round two as well." Yeah, look, that's fair. It's two Sunday games in a row, too. So if he doesn't make Canberra, then if he doesn't make that next game against the Dragons, well, then Canberra, I think you start to win. Canberra's week four, mm-hmm. um, and the Dragons will be week five for the calf injury. And for yeah. anyone who turns around and goes, oh, but it's only round four against the Dragons, you're an idiot. There was a week off when he tore his calf. Yep, spot on. Uh, so he tore his calf in the trial game, then he had a week off, and then round one was week two of his injury. That's it. Don't understand that. Oh, I can't help you. Go on, let's finish. Ultimately, though, it shouldn't matter when Nico comes back. Okay, Zidalian medalist, and he's our best player. But every team has injuries. If you're going zero and four before Nico comes back, your club's not good enough. You're a one-team club, and that's absolutely what we're not about. So we got to beat Parramatta, straight and simple. Yeah, and the the thing, like you know, we said it as well. People are going, "Why did we resign?" Braden Trindle. We saw that on the weekend. Yeah. He is now the best halfback in the New South Wales Cup. Yeah, yeah, considerably. Yeah, and especially because and that Penrith New South Wales Cup team looked really bad on on the weekend as well. I watched their highlights. They've got no Sean O'Sullivan. They've now got no Sonny Luke. And they have, now, They've now stepped back, you know, to the pack as well. Our Newtown team. We didn't lose many players last year. We still look really good. Trindle is still there, and Trindle was magnificent. And I'm going to say this. If he has the game that he did in round two, it's going to be really hard to drop him because his best can only get better, whereas we know what Moylan is these days. Completely fair. And I dare say Dan Atkinson's got the pressure on too because he um, he evidently had a good game in the halves this week too. He, he looks electric with his footwork. Dan, I'm going to get going, but I want your score prediction, please. Uh, Cronulla by four. I don't care if it's 4-0 or 24-20. I wrote down a score line before we started, and I put EW next to it. 
which means it could go each way. Yeah, fair enough. I put 20 to 16. It's four points. 20 to 16 is fine. Terry, if you want to sign off, I'm just going to have a little bit of round about the home ground facilities. Um, I'm at Moylan, and I will see you very soon. That you will. I'm out. Peace. Okay, Terry's just signed off. Before before we go, thanks for listening. I know the audio is not real good. I'm at work. Um, it's all fucked up. I'm gonna try the trains. We'll see how we go. Make sure you jump on Twitter. See how that ends up. Um, home game facilities last year were deplorable. We all knew going into round one what to expect. So I can't really blame well anyone other than myself because I decided to take the kids down. Anyone who hasn't gone yet, the facilities this year are worse. They've actually removed vendors. The men's toilet, which luckily my daughter's young enough to go in because of the line for the ladies. I feel so bad for the fairer sex. Happy International Women's Day to those listening, uh, both of you. Disgusting. The men's toilets were foul. Now, I got there a good hour and a half before the game kicked off. I think we were 20 minutes into the 20s by the time we found the seats. Uh, the kids had something to eat, uh, need to use the bathroom. There's no locks on either of the, the men's toilets. I can only imagine the state of the, the female toilet, given the line, because it was out the door from halftime during the 20s all the way to the end of the game. Those that try to get a beer, forget it. If you don't have the beers under your seat before kickoff, don't even bother. I think one of our boys got really, really lucky and, and walked up as they were closing. But other than that, there were talk of people being in the beer line for half an hour. Forget it. Until the facilities are back to full, don't worry about beers. And hold whatever you got to excrete because you're not going to get into the bathrooms either. It is fucking disgusting. Now, the big issue I had was we went and got chips on a stick. And I said to the bloke, hey, I'll just grab these. Uh, I got a $12 hot dog, which was bad. But, you know, you get you get what you pay for. Whatever. I don't care about that. And I said, I'll have a lemonade. He said, we don't sell lemonade. How can you not sell lemonade? Anyways, I went down to the bar and I said, hey, I'll just grab a Sprite or a lemonade, a lift, whatever. Not Coke because I don't want the kids drinking that, you know, the caffeine. They said, we don't have Sprite, sorry, all we have is Coke and Diet Coke. I said, well, let's just grab a couple of waters. And she goes, oh, we have lemonade, though. Is that all right? Sprite is lemonade. Fucking hell, what are you doing? But, yeah, guys, if you go into the game, be prepared to stand in line forever. Eat and drink before. Do not use the bathroom. The lines are despicable. Getting out takes an hour. It's just, it's a fucking horrible home game thing. Now, I heard lots of people going on about the speakers. They were too high this week. The feedbacks hit the club. I think they'll turn it down. Dane Willer does his very best in the pregame, but my God, by halftime, you're just banging your head on the table. Sweet Caroline is great fun. I love it, even though one of our good mates, Cleve, doesn't. But one question I wanted to bring up quickly before the end of the this, I was trying, hoping to get Terry, but he had to go. Mr. Sharky looks like he's been updated, which is good, or Reefy, whatever it is, and I like Wanda, the female shark, very good. Where's MC Hammerhead? Has he just, you know, the, the famed MC Hammerhead, can we not pay a third unpaid volunteer to wear it? Has the suit gone missing? Was it just time? Was it a oh H&S issue? I need to know what happened to MC Hammerhead. So if anyone's listening and knows, please hit me up in the DMs because I have literally thousands of people asking what happened to the great MC Hammerhead. Pretty terrible week down the Sharks, to be totally honest. I didn't have the best of time. My... Daughter, you know, she's hard to get there, and we needed a better a better game day experience to keep it going. So I probably won't be there the next couple with the kids, but um, anyone wants tickets, give me a shout, of course. They're more than free to grab those as long as you drop back to Miranda. Other than that, yeah, look, I'm going to go try my very, very best to get on the train. Wish me luck. Good luck to the Sharks this week. I think we get our 
season back on order. Fuck knows we need to. How oh, Matt Moylan.